Jeez. Food legs. Oh, remember where we got this? Yeah, it was just running off them pirates, eh? Was that a dream or what? It was no dream. It was in your underwears. Okay, let's see. What are you going to do? It's one of them new square records, eh, that goes like on a... on, on a record player that's like on its side, eh? No way, eh? That's an EP from some British new wave band. Take off. You you don't know. Yeah, they bootleg those, eh? What do you think? Sounds like a British new wave band. Yeah, beauty sound. Beauty. Not my style of music, eh? What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrex10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, so let me explain what in the hell is going on here because you're like, Joey, the title of the show is Top 83 Records of 1983 or something similar to that. Uh, Don't you only just play 10 songs per show? What are you doing here? Okay, let me explain. So right here off the bat, uh, about two-thirds of the way through this episode is going to be a warm-up to the big countdown for the best albums of 1983. And... As a way to get you warmed up and get ready, I know you're probably overtly warmed up for this with all the odds and ends episodes I just did. So this is kind of not an odds and ends. It's basically just what I'm going to do is I'm going to play seven different songs from seven different records that did not make the top 83 albums countdown of 1983. Basically some also-rans. Because honestly, I feel like it wouldn't be quite the ultimate deep dive, super spectacular retrospective if I didn't play some of these songs for me and for you. Right there off the bat, opening up the show with Sunglasses at Night by Corey Hart. Honestly, that is one of my favorite, favorite songs ever. Definitely one of my favorite songs from 1983. It's just because it's an early memory of mine and I've always loved that song and I still love it. I, I can't explain it. It's, I know it's cheesy and everything, but it's got all those, it checks off all the 80s boxes for me, and it's one of the most 80s songs of all time. I've often said that about that song. There's only a handful of songs that I think is like so 80s they could only have existed in there. I'm not saying it's not somewhat of a timeless song, but I feel like Sunglasses at Night is pure 80s, much in the sense of a song like Rocket I played early on, The Odds and Ends. That could have only existed in the 80s. You see what I'm saying. But I love that song, and I had to play it also. The Corey Hart record, I was rooting for it, man. And I've heard it a few times in my life, but it did not make the cut here of the album's countdown. I gotta say, there's this velvet rope to get into the countdown is guarded way hard. I definitely went over the top. You're like, Joey, you're doing 83 records. Like, how are you being picky? No, seriously? Like, if you know how I rank these things and the point system that I use... You're not really getting in the door unless your album ranks at about 80 points. So yeah, anything that didn't make it, there's still a few decent records that did not make this countdown, but that I just had to cut it off at some point. And that is the least amount that I really thought would be prudent. I got around 80 something. I was like, let's just do 83, obviously, because it's 1983. So yes, you heard Sunglasses at Night. We're going to play six more songs from some albums that did not make the cut but songs that I love from 1983. Simple enough. And then at the end of the show, the last three entries here on the show tonight, is going to be numbers 83, 82, and 81 to kick off the 1983 album's countdown. All right. I think I've over-explained it. I think you're ready. Let's get into some more fun singles prior to kicking off this countdown. This one definitely really hurt. Like the Corey Hart record, like I just, there was only like maybe one other song in there I thought was really good. The rest of it was very much a filler kind of thing. I'm curious to see if his follow-up album does better. I have a feeling it might. But this one, man, this really hurt because this band did really well on the album's countdown the previous year for their debut album, which is a great record. 
And this one, it's just all right. It was basically in that three quarters good. I think it did about 75 points. Like I said, 80 is like the cutoff to get through the velvet rope. So sadly, I will not be including the sophomore album from Minute Work on the top albums countdown this year for 83. But much like Sunglasses at Night, this song easily, easily goes in my top 10 singles of the entire year. So I have to include it somewhere in these specials. So here you go. From Cargo, this is Minute Work with the great, perfect, perfect song, Overkill. I can get you sleep. I think about the implications. Diving into deep And possibly the complications Especially at night I worry over situations I know we'll be alright Perhaps it's just an imagination Day after day it reappears Night after night my heart beats Shows the fear Ghosts appear and fade away Alone between the sheets Only brings exasperation It's time to walk the streets Smell the desperation at least there's pretty lights And though there's little variation It nullifies the light From overkill Day after day it reappears Night after night my heartbeat shows the
Okay, there you have it. Overkill by Minute Work right there. Minute Work, actually kind of an active band at this point. Colin Hay, who I believe is the only original member in the band, but he is the voice of the band. So that's way more legit than a lot of other bands out there with one original member that's not the singer. But what I'm basically saying is if they come to your town, go see him. Colin still has his voice, which is to be commended. And he's a funny guy. Great musician, surrounds himself with good replacement musicians for the name Minute Work. It's all good, in my opinion, at least. Some last summer, they were great. And some other little bits here for Overkill. By the way, I, uh, massive apologies to my brother Pete LaRussa out there for having them not be on the album's countdown. I'm sorry, brother. Business as usual is a better record, and it is greatness. Cargo is all right. It's fine. I still own it, so I'm not shitting on it. So there's that apology, but also with this song Overkill, there's a lot of fun stuff you can dive into with this song. If you've ever seen the TV show Scrubs back in the day, great comedy, by the way. I do recommend it. I, I thought it was good. I never finished it, so I don't know if it ever jumped the shark, but I can vouch for the first handful of seasons. But there's an entire episode. I think it's like the second or third episode ever of the series, like in the first season. And it's an episode called My Overkill, and the song makes its way through the episode a lot. It's referenced quite a bit. I won't spoil it, but you should go look that one up. I think it's on one of those streamers out there. You have a subscription to one of those services that carries the great Scrubs, and you should watch it if you haven't seen it. And speaking of Scrubs, the band that does the theme song to Scrubs, Laszlo Bain, this band from the 90s, they did a great cover of Overkill back in the 90s. If you've never heard it, then this is the way to experience it. Don't just go listen to it audio-wise. If you've never heard it, Go YouTube the actual official video on YouTube or somewhere else that you can watch it if you've never heard their cover because the video actually enhances the cover. And I believe that to be true. So go watch that version of it as well. All right, there you go. Can you tell I love the song Overkill? Okay, uh, here's one. Yeah, I referenced a TV show. Let's reference a movie that actually doesn't exist yet in 1983, but this song will play a very pivotal role in said film that comes out next year. I'll see if you can guess. I won't reveal it till after the song. But another really cool band, a band that I, I'm definitely at least a greatest hits fan of, is Thompson Twins. But they put out their third record in 1983. And it's fine. It's okay. It's, it didn't blow me away. It's got two crazy good singles on there. Uh, Lies, which I believe is the song that probably actually broke them through in America, if, I, my, if my memory serves me correct. And this one, like I said, had a really good look in a classic film the year after in 1984. So here is said song right here. Here's the Thompson Twins with If You Were Here.
Okay, yes, this song right there, If You Were Here by Thompson Twins, should have definitely been, in a perfect world, the second-to-last song on the soundtrack to 16 Candles. Man, if only that's... They should have put out a double album with every song from that cleared. It would have been the American Graffiti of the 80s, for sure, if they'd have done that that way. That soundtrack would be a great snapshot, because there's so many good bands and songs that appear during the film and it's just not uh there's no soundtrack to be had but yes say la vie maybe someday however putting out that john hughes box set a few months ago maybe someday they'll finally clear all those songs for the soundtrack and do it we need a 16 candles and a ferris bueller's day off soundtrack stat but yes till then we have if you were here by the thompson twins from their third album that did not make the best albums list of 1983, but great song, much like Lies is a fun song as well. And speaking of fun songs, like I talked about those first two songs at the top of this episode, some of my all-time favorite songs. This is another one of my all-time favorite songs for sure. And once again, really rooting for this record to do a lot better on the countdown than it did. And it just kind of came in at that three quarters. I think it might have done 70 or something like that, but it's a notable record by this guy, but I feel like it's definitely on the strength of about two or three songs with this one being the massive leader of the bunch. Yes. Elton John's album too low for zero just isn't as great as I was hoping it would be upon repeated listens. But as you probably know, it's got this fucking banger right here. One of the best Elton John songs of all time. And once again, one of my favorite songs of all time. So turn it up for one of my damn anthems. This is I'm Still Standing. You can never know what it's like. Your blood like winter freezes just like ice. And there's a cold and lonely light that shines from you. You'll wind up like the wreck you hide Behind that mask you use And did you think this fool could never win? Well look at me, I'm coming back again I got a taste of love in a simple way And if you need to know while I'm still standing You just fade away Don't you know I'm still standing Better than I ever did Looking like a true survivor Feeling like a little kid
Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. That's definitely one of my man anthems right there. I'm still standing by the great Elton John. And I think I've played that song on the show before, but if I never did and I never told this story, I'm going to tell you this story. Before I was officially seeing Nola, prior to us getting married, of course, I was in a terrible, terrible, toxic, black cloud of a fucking relationship and was so happy to get out of it, literally with Nola around the corner. It was the best move I've ever made prior to everything I would do after that. And that song just hit me one day when I heard it. And it's that one line, that one great line. It's one of the greatest fuck you lines in the history of music. Picking up the pieces of my life without you on my mind. Because, yeah, that is, that's a great send-off right there. So, and the whole song is great anyway, but just that, that line just kills every time. So there you go. I'm still standing by Elton John off of the runner-up for getting onto the album's countdown. Too low for zero. Also, of course, has the big bad. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Great song as well. And uh, yeah, even some of the other singles they put out for it weren't all that great, like Kiss the Bride and stuff like that. They're they're pretty bad. So a couple of deep tracks that are good. It's worth a listen. You can cherry pick the songs you like off there, like those two good ones and maybe a few others. But there you have it. Too low for zero. At least it didn't score zero. Haha. <laughs> But yes, not making the countdown here. But we got to do I'm Still Standing. How could we not? And this one right here did way worse than the Elton John record. I was really hoping that this band would be performing well. Because it seems like at this point in the 80s, they're like untouchable. But for me and my ears, the album that they put out in 1983 just did not hit at all for me. Like it scored really low. Like... Most albums I probably would have just given up on if it wasn't for me actually liking the band somewhat. But yeah, Loverboy put out the disappointing Keep It Up in 1983. Really one of the only notable songs from it, besides the one I'm about to play, was Queen of the Broken Hearts. Maybe there's like one other song that's good, but yeah, it just it just did not do it at all for me. Very, very disappointing. Uh, but to their credit, they put the best song at the top of the record, at track one here, which I'm going to play. And hearing this song, you're like, how is this record not going to be at least super fun? It's really not. So it's a damn shame. But I'd say forever just keep this on your Loverboy Greatest Hits playlist. And really don't dive deep into the Keep It Up album, because it's not that good in my opinion. But definitely get your lights flashing on the car for this one. Because are you ready to work for the weekend? Because I'm going to turn you loose to Hot Girls in Love.
All right, there you go. Dedicated to Russ Martin right there. That was Hot Girls in Love by Loverboy from their disappointing Keep It Up record. But damn, does Hot Girls in Love not still rule. I think it does. If only that song was more popular, people could make fun of that video like people do with Separate Ways by Journey because people could talk about invisible syncing to instruments, but give me Matt Fernette playing his drums with the gasoline pumps. <laughs> like that, that right there is a visual you have to witness at least once. Okay, let's do a twofer before we actually get to the real countdown, before we get to number 83 of the top 83. going to do a metal twofer right here of a couple of also rands. And this first one right here, I have reviewed this album twice now for possible inclusion. I, I really tried to get this album in either year that it came out officially. Let me explain. So in 1981, this album got released overseas and never got released in America until 1983. I've listened to both versions of it, and man, it just they're just not there yet. They will get there. I, I promise you they will. I can almost guarantee you that they will. But for me, on their first record, I think this is the reason why people don't talk about this first record very much, because it's not that good. It's fairly mediocre, actually. But the first debut album by Dokken, Breaking the Chains, which I even got reconfigured on the track listing for the American release. They remixed it a little bit. They put on the live version of Paris is Burning instead of the studio version. You know, it's, it's different enough. So I figured, hey, at the very least, I'm going to get it in here on the 83 countdown. It just didn't happen. But at least it has the title track going for it. So I'm going to kick off this twofer with that. And I'm going to leave the second song as a surprise. you got to be really, really deep, deep, deep next level. To get the next one but so i guess officially the second song will be a pepsi challenge so there you have it we're going to kick off this metal twofer of 1983 right here with dokken and the title track from their debut album breaking the chains <laughs>
No, that was not a Doc and Double Shot, although that would be one of the better songs on the first Doc and album, had it been. And I mean that in the best possible way, as far as this band you just heard, which a lot of people may not know this, but this year in 2023 was the 40th anniversary of the debut album by Pantera. Yes, that was Pantera off their first record, Metal Magic. That song was called Biggest Part of Me, not an Ambrosia cover, just a song title that remains the same. But yes, that album came out uh, in June of 1983, back when Daryl Abbott, as he was known then, not Dimebag Daryl or even Diamond Daryl yet, just Daryl Abbott was 16 years old, and his older brother, Vince Abbott, as credited on the record, was 19 years old, and their original recorded singer there, Terry Glaze, singing there. He wrote that song as well, Biggest Part of Me. That's actually my favorite song on Metal Magic. Yeah, it's not a great record. I really was hoping that I could have a little shock entry for it, maybe like heading up the countdown coming in at number 83, but it just didn't happen. I couldn't honestly put it on the album's list. And I like it better than most people do, especially those early Pantera records. They do get gradually better as they go on, so maybe they'll start to show up here in these countdowns. I just think it's neat that that was recorded at Pantigo Sounds, which is literally about 10 to 15 minutes away from my house. could drive you there. But there you have it, the last of the also-rands of 1983, Pantera, with their first ever album there, Metal Magic. You cannot stream those albums. They have never made them available again after their original pressings. I guess at the time, in their newer image in the 90s, they were a bit embarrassed about them, but... Maybe someday, someday they'll come out for the world to enjoy. But till then, they're basically just local physical favorites on vinyl and cassette, as I have all of those on vinyl, if I may brag. So, okay. Let's now get into it. Let's take a deep breath. I'd like to welcome you now officially to the top 83 albums of the year 1983. Let's get into it. Let's get serious. Let's get down. Let's start with number 83 and real quick as i mentioned at the beginning of this episode even number 83 ranked decently high i think there's nothing lower i said 80 points i think maybe a few of these are 78 or so 79 points but basically just so you know as this countdown goes on slowly and surely it'll it'll climb basically from like 78 or 79 all the way up into some hundred pointers so by the scoring system even something that comes in at let's say number 70 it's not that far removed from like number 50 so if you hear your favorite album on this part one or part two or something like that that doesn't mean it's a bad record that means i really liked it and i think people should hear it so everything on this countdown is pretty much aces for me. Like this episode and the one after this, they're probably not like super perfect albums, but I thought enough about them to put them on the final list here. So there's all the apologies and all the asterisks and all that, all the excuses. Let's get into it. Coming in at number 83 is this band just barely making it onto the countdown after putting in a huge showing the year before. This might be one of those things where this band was a victim of being overworked, over-toured, and the pressure to put out product while they're hot. This album is definitely going to go down in history as one of those albums where, man, they should have just given the band the time to write the follow-up and then distract the fans with 
the eventual live albums and maybe a few more shows here and there and some single releases but alas no it didn't happen so in retrospect this band probably should not have put this album out but it still has its moments so it just made it in here in the countdown and that would be the third full-length album by duran duran called seven and the ragged tiger came out in november of 1983 produced by alex sadkin and ian little There you go. There are my notes that I either got off of Wiki or Discogs. I will do that every time I introduce an album, just so you know. All other material written by me. Okay, so yeah, Seven and the Ragged Tiger, like I said, it's it's alright. It's got some singles going for it. There's actually a couple of cool deep cuts on it. I really like Shadows on Your Side. I thought that was a cool song. You know, stuff like that. But yeah, man, they should have really been allowed the time to produce a respectable follow-up to Rio because Rio is great this sounds a little uninspired a little labored and when you go and read about it like I did you see oh man yeah absolutely right on the money these guys these guys were barely talking to each other at this point and they're expected to put a record out it's ridiculous but some of me putting these albums in here in a certain order does reek of a little bit of nostalgia so yeah I'm just gonna keep it simple here going with one of the three huge singles off it because the singles definitely carry the album for most people you had Union of the Snake and the Reflex which I actually think the single remix is better than the album version so let's go with this one right here always like this song enough so kicking off the countdown officially for album number 83 this is new moon on monday
Kicking off the proper top 83 albums of 1983 countdown right there, there has to be a number 83, and it was Seven in the Ragged Tiger by Duran Duran. That was New Moon on Monday. And I don't pull any punches with my rankings. I keep it as fair as possible. Every song gets either a point or a half point or a zero. So even some of my all-time favorite artists, they do not get a pass, and I do not show favoritism towards them. Matter of fact, I find it more interesting when I don't, as it concerns here, number 82 on the list, and that would be Tom Waits, one of my favorite songwriters of all time. His eighth studio album called Swordfish Trombones, it's one word when you spell it out, came out in September of 83. It's, I think, his first self-produced album, if I'm not mistaken. But most notably, this is his first album for Island Records. And if you know anything about Tom, and if you don't, I'll tell you. So all of his early albums, the stuff he did with Warner, very much of the piano ballad troubadour type stuff. And the writing is still good on it. But what he's probably the most famous for is being very unconventional, very weird at times, and having what I call the vaudevillain sound, which is an evil vaudevillian type music, like evil clown music, evil circus music kind of thing. And that's really where it kicks off here during the Island Records era. Obviously, they gave him probably a lot of creative control here as they let him self-produce. And it's a much more different album than the previous album, Heart Attack and Vine, which Heart Attack and Vine is one of my favorite Tom Waits albums of all time. And I'm glad he was able to get his kicks and get his rocks off with the stuff he did for Island. I don't know if I think any of them are perfect albums, so that'll be interesting to go back and review all of them at some point here. And I like Swordfish Trombones pretty well. Like I said, it made it onto the countdown, so it is a good record. Do not get me wrong on that. Once again, I didn't like it as much as Heart Attack and Vine, but there's plenty to like especially if you're a fan of Tom Waits. It does have one of his most notable singles for me on here, so I'm going to play it here to represent the album. So here's Tom Waits with 16 shells from a 30 6 
right, yes, Tom Waits right there with 16 shells from a 30-06 from Swordfish Trombones. The album itself comes in at number 82 here on the countdown. And we get to the last song of this particular episode, which means we're at number 81 on the countdown. We have a lot of records to get through here now. And we get to the first of what I call one of my big surprises for myself. Listening to all these records from 1983. I listened to hundreds of them. And this one right here, I'm not sure that I knew what to expect from this record, but it did wind up being one of my big surprises, as in I would not have guessed that I would have put them on the list. Just kind of looking around at all the albums to listen to early on in here in this journey. But I'm I'm glad it did well, because I've never really had anything against this band like a lot of people I pretty much only knew this band for one song. So whenever you get a hold of the record and listen to it, and it's like, wow, this is actually a pretty damn good record, that's a, that's a good feeling. And I think it gives credence to the success of this band, even though in America they're basically a one-hit wonder in a sense. I don't know if they had any other top 40 songs or not, but this is obviously a band that's only known really for one song around these parts, and that would be the band Big Country. Yes, of course, in a big country being the big song, and it does come off of this debut album here, which is called The Crossing. came out in July of 1983, produced by Steve Lillywhite, who I know as a producer of bands that I do not actively listen to, like U2 and Dave Matthews Band and stuff like that. But I like the sound of this record, so Steve gets a pass on this one. But yeah, if you enjoy the song that they're known for in a big country, I think you will enjoy this record. A lot of the songs had the same kind of feel to it got that scottish thing going on anthemic it's just a cool record i i think it's worth pursuing and any record on this countdown i think is definitely worth pursuing if i can be so redundant uh but yeah here you go let's go deep on this record clearly we need to go deep to give you a little bit of enticement to check it out so here was my favorite song off of the album the crossing this is lost patrol enjoy
was chatting the other night with one of my all-time favorite podcasters and people in the world, Mr. B.J. Cramp of the Rock and or Roll podcast and also author of This Band Has No Past, the Cheap Trick book. You should definitely check it out. So yeah, B.J., we were talking. I was like, yeah, I'm about to put these 83 episodes out. And he just randomly pulls out, yeah, I really like that big country record. And I was like, ah, and I didn't say anything at the time. So if he's listening, I hope I surprised him pretty decently there. But that one goes out to you, BJ. Hope you're doing well. Good to talk to you the other day. And that was Lost Patrol from Big Country's debut album, The Crossing. So I know they've got other records that they put out. So I'm curious to see if they pull any other entries here in future countdowns. So I will keep my eye out for the Scottish band Big Country there. Okay. That's going to do it for this particular episode. Hope you enjoyed this little warm-up, little uh, ease-in to the big countdown that we are now in, officially. So, yeah, hope you had fun with the singles I played, and hope the first three entries here of the countdown entice you and intrigue you enough to listen to the next entries, all eight of them. We've got eight more episodes to go as we go through the entirety of 1983. It is a great year for records, obviously, with this many entries. One of the best, if I do say so. So come along with me, won't you? But until then, and until the next episode, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs, and followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10 and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high quality, soft as heck, next level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on SiriusXM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.
post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.